welcome to episode number 248 of the Apple Log Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. We'd like to thank everybody for shopping on Amazon and supporting the show. You too can do it the old-fashioned way by going to applelog.ca slash Amazon or applelog.ca slash US Amazon. You can do it the old-timey way by going to applelog.ca and click on those banners located on the right side. Bookmark all those links, and every time you shop on Amazon, use those links to support the show, shop and support the show, and it costs you no extra money. And it's a good thing. You know, Christmas is coming, and, and the season, and nobody wants to drive anywhere and i'm looking outside it's actually snowing it's actually snowing on the 11th of november lest we forget the remembrance day is today and everybody take some time and my time is coming up in about 10 minutes so everybody stop what you're doing and remember that people fought in this war called world war one they stopped on a specific day and uh as a you know we're, we're living in we're living in soft times everybody we really are so everybody, thanks so much. All that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, um, Remembrance Day is something to think about today. My papa fought in World War II. He was a man that inspired me to play music. So anyways, yes, that is that. I'm rambling. Thank you so much. Today on the show, I have Joel and Jared from the band Discarded. J- Discarded is basically a punk rock family band. It's a three-piece band. They've been putting out records, more records in the past two or three years than I think I've put it in the past 10. So we're going to hear some music along the way. Uh, Joel's been in a few cool bands back in the 80s and 90s. And uh, yeah, now he's bringing his kids along for the ride. Joel and Jared from the band that discarded on the Applaud Podcast. How are you guys? We're good, actually. Good. Out of practice earlier today, we listened to some bed tracks of our latest recording that we we're doing for next year, and uh, set up some other parts, and now we're getting ready to go on a tour. Yeah. No, you did. You did a record in between your first record and this record, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did uh, one called uh, uh, Manifesto. Mm-hmm. That's the one that we were playing when we did Out with the Low. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. When you were doing that, we did that one. And then this record here, we released uh, EP in March, which really is the first act of this one. This is Act Two and Three. It's all the same recording. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we just we just. Uh, but Act Two and Three sort of have a different vibe from Act One. Yeah. Act One's a little more straight up rock. Well, this one leans in slightly different directions. It's, it's got, got like some surf rock on it. And yeah. Yeah, I heard some of it. I actually put a couple of songs up so we can listen to them on the way. But um, yeah, definitely. Did you use the who, Did you use the same recording um, team and everything? Uh, how'd you do it? Yeah, like the, we've gone with uh, Ian for the first three, so mm-hmm. he was with this one as well. He was a bit more involved with producing on this one. Like he kind of pushed us a bit more, and he was when it came to guitar sounds. I just went, "You plug in and tell me what the guitar sound is." So if thing. you're all, you're in such a lot of those were Ian's idea. Yeah, or yeah. Just, is fills in, you know, for the four bars before the singing came in, some sort of, you know, phase or some sort of, uh, 
uh, yeah, tremolo or something like that. That would have been Ian going, "Hey, let's throw that on here." And I went, "Yeah, okay, cool, sounds cool." <laughs> yeah, you have to trust. You have to trust your producer, man. He's exactly, a, and he, you I'm, know, I'm he, pretty open to ideas. Uh, yeah, even that, like he was, we didn't get a lot of pre-production with him. We did some of our own. So, but even in there, he was, he was saying, "Oh, you should tighten that up and don't go to that part or go to your singing on this part on that particular one." Yeah, so he would listen to demos and then tell you, like, or did you guys uh, work on the recording while you were working on the recording? Kind of working on the recording. It, yeah. Actually, it's the last time we'll ever do a recording like that. We kind of did too many days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and we like the outcome, but the, the process, I don't even remember, and that wasn't from any substances. That was just from either I was recording bed tracks or I was recording guitar or I was singing. So yeah. it, was four days long. And it was four days long, so it would be really kind of great to uh, to, well, that's what we're doing this time is take a couple of days, take some time off a week or so, listen to it going fresh for the next session. And, and that's what we all last two where we, we played a lot of the beds, just the three of us together. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was like, oh, y'all had to get a good take. And when we were doing this record, it was like uh, August 5th, and it was like 100 some degrees in the studio. And we're, we're all down to like our shorts yeah. playing and our hands are slipping and stuff like that. So. Yeah, oh, so that, that again. Yeah, we can do it again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Whatever you say. When Milo Maggi was listening back to it recently, you can hear how angry I am that we're doing another take of this because I'm just getting the takes as hard as possible. Yeah, it's about 27 takes before we went. Uh, you know, it was a really good one back about five or six, I think. Yeah. We exaggerate, but yeah. Yeah. In that studio, he does it still down at, uh, down in the, um, where is it? Uh, down Portland. by the. Uh, yeah, down the Portlands there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool place. I, I, I've done, uh, I did an episode of the podcast with Ian down there, and he showed yeah, me the place and was like, this is a punk rock studio. Like, it's like oh, yeah. always busy. There's always people coming in and out, and there's yeah. never any downtime in that place. He gets great sounds, too. Yeah. Like, he just he knows how to get his drum sounds. He knows how to get his sounds of that studio. And, like, it may not look pretty, and it may not be the, oh, we've got the lounge or anything like that, mm -hmm. but... He gets awesome sounds under there. Yeah, the lounge is the hallway in between the two two rooms. Yeah, yeah that's the lounge. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, so you guys are a family band. You're like one of the rare family bands that I've got to interview. So, um, what's it like being in a band with your dad? Um, Caden, you want to chirp in? <laughs> oh, Caden's back there. It's interesting to say the least. Uh, it's a different dynamic, that's for sure. I, honestly, in a way, you get to be a bit more honest with each, with each other. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a band with people who say you don't know or just like casual friends, you're not as quick to challenge them on mistakes or things the line out of line. But with us, it's very much. I don't think this is working. Let's try stuff like this. There's a lot more openness to collaborate. I think. Yeah, they're quite willing to call me an idiot a lot quicker than they probably would with strangers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm well. The, I really appreciate the fact that you know you've 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 bred a, a whole family of, of bandmates. You know, uh, I'm trying my best, but my daughter is not interested in playing any music. My son plays guitar, but he's in the hi the hip hop, so it's a uh, it's a tough thing. Uh, how old is your daughter? She's 13. Yeah, I, I don't think it really starts to kick into your 13 or 14. And like most things, it's got to be something they want to do and go come to. Otherwise, you're forcing them, right? So absolutely, yeah, yeah like hockey yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. Or anything that's your passion, they've got to come to the passion on their own. Yeah, you know, there's always that sort of thing where you don't want your kids to follow too closely in, you know, in your shoes. And it's good to sometimes sort of you do your own thing. You have to enjoy yourself, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even pick up an instrument until I was 17. That's right. amazing. Yeah, Caden started playing drums when he was earlier because he liked the drums around him. But even him, he wasn't serious about it until we started doing it until he was about 13. Mm-hmm. He could lay down a basic beat when he was younger, like about 10 or 11. But by the time we got to be 13 is when it was like, okay, you got to play in time with the band now. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay, that's a whole different thing. Okay. <laughs> so then that's when he became serious. And he's uh, recently discovered John Bonham. So that's influenced a lot of his writing lately. That'll work. So, yeah, and by a lot you mean all. Yeah, like all. Is he getting crazy with the with the foot the kick pedal like with the kick pedal? A lot of our new tunes have that sort of stuff because I got this beat that I got right already. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you guys are yeah, you're you're doing some touring. Uh how do you find time like between work, school, like how do you balance it all? You don't. You don't. Uh, actually, no, you find weekends. You know, it's it's kind of what we do. We, we practice once a week, like we practice tonight. It's uh, it's always hectic when you got, if you if you're doing sports or if you're doing music or whatever you're doing, you got your full day of what you're doing to make money, and then you come home. This is not a uncommon sort of thing for Canadian musicians that you got to make your your dollar to pay your rent, and you got to make your your you do your passion afterwards or mm-hmm. in between all that, and you know. Uh, you learn how to nap, you learn how to drink coffee, and you learn how to just kind of go and do what you need to do and get up the next day. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, and there's not, there's a nice bonding element to all of this, too, because you guys are doing stuff as a family, and that's, like, some people go to Disneyland, and, you know, so like you guys are are seeing the insides of places that you're going to remember forever, like I do. I remember a lot of places I played at. Of course. Yeah. We, we uh... We travel pretty good together. Actually, some of our yeah. best conversations are when we're in the car together. Mm-hmm. We had a couple shows. We're going there, and normally we play tunes, and someone DJs and that. But we've had a few yeah. times we sit there, uh, we sit there, and we go, "Oh wow, we just chatted about something the whole way there, right?" Or yeah. you know, or you're excited and you got the adrenaline going from playing the show, so you chat on the way back and that. So yeah. we're, we're pretty comfortable as far as traveling together. So that's always been good, you know. Like I said before, when they were younger. Uh, Caden played hockey or lacrosse, and I'd be driving him there. We'd be going to a, a hockey arena for a night. Now we get in the car, like you say, we bond together. We go to the cars we normally always would, and uh, this time we're going to a club to play a show, sort of thing, instead yeah. of say a hockey rink to play to play hockey or something. Like that. We're already kind of used to it. Yeah, yeah. No, I bet. There's um, I mean, the, there's one time in the van that there's now everybody's got their own playback device. Do you, I call it the hostile takeover? Like somebody's listening to someone, someone just unplugs the thing and plugs their thing and says, "Check this out." That's what I call a hostile takeover. I'm trying to. We got a couple of those. Jarrett likes to. Uh, we, we're, me and Kate are probably crueler to Jarrett as far as videoing what he wants to do and letting him have control. They love playlists. I love albums. And we don't mind albums as well, but we don't need to, you know, you don't need to try and educate us with like an hour and a half on a two-hour trip on this <laughs> one particular band, right? We want a little variety at that particular time. But there are other times when we'll listen to whole albums. In there. Yeah, yeah. So so your albums, is it out on a label or are you self-releasing your stuff? We self-release yeah. right now. You know, yeah. uh, we have a label called Rock Bottom Records because, you know, there's nowhere to go for money when you release it yourself. And uh, so, you know, we put it out there and we do your usual, put it as much as we can. We distribute it out to the Southern Ontario sort of record stores mm-hmm. to, sell, to sell it at our shows. We always make a, a vinyl, limited uh, run vinyl, 200, 300 copies. 
Uh, we do the CDs because ironically, they still really sell. Yeah. You know, people still have that format or it gets sent out to radio that way. So we got CDs that we tend to do, uh, you know, you can do 100 at a time as you need it. And then, you know, we do the online sort of thing and release it that way. And then, you yeah, yeah, we, 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 we tend to try and promote it around our record releases. And that. Mm. Do you guys have your own jobs? Like, like, I mean, when it comes to the band, like, do you, do you delegate who does what or do you, who does everything? Um, he handles the business side. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, you're a little well versed in that. Well, I'm not well versed, but I, I stuff the envelopes and print stickers and go over the mail. But like my other kids help me and they'll do it yeah. with me. I got it. We have a, I guess booking is the only thing you do by yourself. Yeah, I do most of the booking. Because you got the connections. I well, or just that I'm on, I, my job affords me to be where a computer will come up and if I see a message, I can answer it. Or mm-hmm. your job doesn't particularly no. afford that, right? Uh, same, uh, you know, I, uh, so I have that luxury to be able to, to do that within the job that I do. So and it falls to me. But like when it comes to the band, like musically, that's where we just kind of, everyone kind of does everything there. When it goes to the other stuff, it might be okay, Caden. We're we're, we're doing the mail outs, and the, me and him will sit there, and you know, we fold the papers and stuff them into the envelopes, and then throw the stickers on, and then me and him go over the the, the shopper drug mart with the, with the with the postal there and post it all off down the street, right? So, <laughs> so, so yeah, so it, who does it? I guess I kind of organize artwork and stuff like that, and I organize it going to print it for the label night. Or print it to for vinyl or whatnot, uh, just because, like I say, my, my particular job affords like I'm almost I'm sitting in an office at a desk that I can kind of go, okay, this is my hour lunch.
No, no, so we were we were talking, we were talking like during the song, but I mean, I was saying that you're right, your band is your band is growing, like it's growing into itself, and that's uh, it's pretty cool to watch it evolve because I kind of met you guys like a, a year and a bit ago when the band was relatively new. Was it yeah. almost two years ago now? Yeah, it was uh, March uh, uh, 2018, I think. Yeah, so almost yeah, yeah, almost two years, yeah, and yeah. and you you guys have grown into you're growing into the band and and that's that's yeah. kind of fun to watch you know it's good to watch firsthand as as a father i suppose yeah, well just as a band in general like you're in different bands like i said with these guys they started playing the first record we recorded they've been playing for six months so there is it's very seven. okay it's sorry, seven. <laughs> very it's very sort of cramps ramonesy-ish sort of they're basic root notes by that second album when you saw us they'd learned to play but it was, and that was kind of cool that we'd grown there as, as far as how they could play and the complexity of the songs that they play. But now, this album, you see where now we're playing off each other. The songs were written all together down in, uh, down in the basement. We're starting to, you know, like you say, growing into being a band together, being able to play off each other. And mm-hmm. that, that's where they're getting that mm-hmm. dynamics. And I think that song you just played really shows that. You can get the feel of Caden's drum beat. Jarrett lays down a real cool funky baseline and then we play off the dynamics of the sound of, of, of that whole thing together yeah definitely like it takes it takes the it takes a ride up and it hits that apex yeah. and it comes down just like like any any real you know any real song any real song to me i'm an asshole yeah, yeah. like just like a normal song <laughs> yeah it's, it's and i guess uh, we're not we don't make our songs as dense like boom there's the song you know like punk rock it's like boom and dense and there's two guitars and it's like boom all the way through until the end and you know the band's all the same you can play with the dynamics you can play with the choruses and the verses and the intros and bring things up and bring things down and groove off with each other and, yeah. and, and get the energy when there's no music and kind of rock it up a bit then let's play off each other as a band and ian ian was probably pretty vocal with that stuff too because i know he was with me years ago yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he had some good ideas with that one yeah yeah like uh using a different type of bass for that and putting some effects on stuff and switching between DI and amp. He's, he's got that sort of know-how yeah. of what a song needs. Yeah. And the techniques we need to use to get that sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you, uh, are you going to be, when is this new thing you're doing? Cause I didn't even realize you were doing a whole new record and you're, you're, you started it already. I'm like, I'm behind. Oh, like like we're releasing this record, which we recorded last year at the end. We did the three act 
17 songs. We released an EP in March there, which was the first act. Uh, and then we did these two here, which is kind of act two, act three of the whole sort of trilogy of songs that we did. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we're usually got an album ahead of songs cause we live together. Yeah. Uh, and we, we put together kind of a concept album now that we're, we're working on right now. Concept album two, concept murder. <laughs> okay. And, and this one, we're going to pretend we're not even our own band. We're mm-hmm. pretending we're another band called the get goes. It's the rise and fall of a band called the get goes where two buddies meet in the basement and they start a band. And then the one buddy who's the better looking of it gets courted by the record company, gets a big head and starts treating all the other guys as sidemen. They eventually either kick him out of the band or they, he quits from the band and they just kind of go their separate ways. It's kind of like the rise and fall of the get goes. So that's the concept. And then we're not even thinking that we have to be sounding like ourselves on this one. We can sound like anything we want the songs. There's still a lot of rockin' songs, like we, we play pretty rockin' songs, so there's yeah. still a lot of that. But there's other stuff that's got, you know, 12 strings on it, acoustic guitars, and it yeah, has... I mustn't say too much. It's totally oh, yes, it's early stages, but that's it. Yeah. We're not, not going to try to be constrained by what we're supposed to sound like. That's cool. The Geckos is a great name for a band, by the way. Yeah, it, was, it started as a joke of what would we call ourselves if we weren't a bunk band, I think. Yeah. It's like something along that. It's like, what would be another name for us? So we're going to call it the Geckos. That's, I mean, even that's a good name for punk band. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. works. Yeah. yeah, it's in the early stages right now. Like we record the beds and yeah, we're, um, most of the singing, but it's there's still a long way to go. Yeah, the, we we're working with John Crinchley on this one. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thirteen yeah. engines, right? Pardon? Thirteen engines, wasn't he in? 13? Yeah, yeah. Thirteen engines. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been nice. It's like I said, we did it differently in the sense that we we did the beds for two days. We, uh, we had Caden actually recorded a click track, which was, you know, something new. And I had to practice and get up on that. And then uh, kind of like we didn't all record together all three at the same time. We kind of did that and then added the bass. And then I went back and did the guitar. And we're kind of building it. And we got other parts that we're going to be adding and building to this part vocally in that. And it's just been kind of nice to go away and go, okay, we did that. And listen to it and go, that sounds cool. Here's what I'm going to do. And go back for another day and do that. So we're kind of going back every couple of weeks and doing something. Our next one we've done so we've done the four sessions and we're going back on uh after this tour ends uh on to do a bit more to do the next phase of it we'll probably have it done january february of of, of next uh next year we'll see <laughs> we're not gonna rush ourselves on this one no it's good i i because i own my own stuff and when someone says let's make a record it usually takes us about like 10 months just to sort of get to the mixing stage and it, yeah. and to me there's there's no sense of urgency because it's all here and it costs nobody anything. So yeah. the yeah. fact that there's a, a dollar figure attached to the time you have to make the art you need to make, it it shows the, the fact that the, it's it feels better. You know what I mean? Like it's more cohesive. Um, go ahead. We're pretty organized and planned when we go into stuff. Like we finished all the writing for this record by December of last year around Christmas time. And we've been practicing it in rehearsal. Not every rehearsal, but you know, we'll go at times. We'll run it through, run it through, run it through, and then we actually went in and and later August or September did some demos at a buddy's place, give some ideas on how that would go. Sent those to John, so he knows what we were kind of doing, and then we have really meticulous notes of what we're going to kind of do when we go into the studio. Like, hey, we're doing this, and this is this one, and we even down to this where we had this tempo was one fifty five, and this one's one eighty, and like we were. We had all our tempos down that each one that we're going to go for the click track and 
how we were going to do the bed track, like who's playing with who on it sort of thing. So we generally don't wing a lot of things. Yeah, we don't. We, we kind of go in with a plan, kind of go, oh, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. Uh, we go in, we work for kind of 10 hours, 11 hours. You know, we get there at 10 o'clock. We're rolling by 11. We roll by 11. We take lunch about, you know, and dinner about four or five for about 45 minutes. And we record right up to 10 o'clock each time. So yeah. we get in a particular day and we got the whole, we got the whole plan in front of, okay, we're doing this. Okay, we're doing that. We got to do this. Yeah. We got to do this. Here's the order we're doing it in and kind of make sure we add the parts that we want. And then you kind of go away and listen and go, hey, I'm going to add this next time. Yeah. And you don't waste <laughs> time. You don't waste time. Like, cause, well, like uh, you say, we're paying for it, right? So yeah. we got to make sure that every time we go in, we, we're doing something meaningful and we're moving the project forward. Mm-hmm. And the object is, is that we do want to make a really good record. And this one, we want to make a really good record. And we're adding, like, even right now, what we got done normally we probably would have said oh we're done we're, we're going to mix it we're going to put it down that's how the yeah. first three or four records were right yeah. we've recorded as much as we normally do on our other records now we're going to add some other backup vocal stuff and like we say some other little flourishes and other stuff to embellish a few of the songs there that aren't like your straight up rock ones yeah no it makes me think when you guys talk like how efficient it is i just start charging the band i play in for the time they take my time yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, our first album was made in a day. I know that's second, incredible. Second took even longer. Sorry. Yeah, the second one was two days. Twice as long. And then we did four days on the last one, and then this one we're just gonna. I think it's gonna. We got planned about eight or nine sessions to finish it. Again, twice as long. So yeah, yeah. No, I what sense. our record will be like. So we're going, no, the next one's a straight up rocker. Let's go so back to one day. Back. Yeah, back to one day. Yeah, we should, be getting, we should be back down to the two or three day. One. Oh. Right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, let's hear another song. I actually I pulled up uh, expectations, so let's let's hear that. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. And this is an EP or is this a full length? It's a full length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah first okay. one, it had five songs on it, and this one's got 12 on it. So, yeah. yeah, I saw all the songs listening. I was like, oh, well, I, th- I heard EP. I thought, wow, that's a that's a pretty long EP. <laughs> no, that's first one. First one was an EP. Yeah. yeah. We were going to put them all together, but 17 songs don't really fit on an album. That's hard to put on vinyl, that's for sure. Yeah. So that's it's not quite it, a double, but it's not an LP. It's not an LP. So we just figured we'd release the. <laughs> the EP in March to say, Hey, this is what we did. And then another one here in the fall. 
Do you guys do the band camp thing? Two records a year, don't they? Yeah, well, no, they don't. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, yeah. Most bands put on an album a year, don't they, for the last? Not this band. <laughs> Every six years, man. Whether they want it or not. Whether they not, yeah, that's true. We did our first record we released. Uh, my son was 10. Now he's 16. Okay. So he was on the on the front cover of the first album at 10. And then him and my my daughter on the cover of the new record. And he's 16. She's like 12 that then. So it's crazy. It's crazy how fast they grow up, man. Don't want to be in a band with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did buy my... I have a 13-year-old as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And he may be buying spoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give him a tambourine or something. He wanted spoons. He's got he's all right. Grumper too, right? But you go. So you got a backup just in case you get a little attitude. Yeah, you're, like, you're out. off will bounce in, or maybe I'm back on drums. I don't yeah. know. How it works, right? And then more uh, than the family. Yeah, and then uh, we got a little girl, Sadie, who's just when she starts singing, she's going to take over everything and kick us all. Over. <laughs> it goes solo. She, yeah, she'll go solo. Yeah. yeah. She's got the personality and the looks that we don't have, right? Like the Partridge yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, things came together when Dad came along, right? Sing along. <laughs> well, that's this is this is very cool. I, I um, you're playing. I, I have all the dates, and I'll put them in, uh, in the description and everything. And uh, yeah, I think you guys are just you know, it's amazing that you've put out so much material in such a short time, uh, based on doing it all yourself. You know, and that should be commended for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we try to make our recordings just as good as possible right like with guys like ian and his studio, guys like john and his studio we do care about making some quality music we're just not banging out songs we have a lot of songs because we live together i have my songs that i've written my whole life and there are a few songs that end up on albums where those guys will go hey dad what about this song that i grew up with listen to can we do it and i go yeah it's my song why not right yeah, so yeah, for sure work it and make it into ours but you know uh a good majority of the songs are brand new that we've written ourselves together sort mm -hmm. of thing. yeah Even, because of what, the way that we do things, we made the first album, they got real excited, and we wrote a whole bunch of songs and had another one. And while that was going on, we were still writing, right? And as you know, there's usually a lag from the time you record to the time you mix, to the time you master, the time you manufacture, the time you put out. Yeah. So our records are usually made the summer before, and we're releasing them the next year. So like we said, by December, we've written the next record, we're recording it now. And because we're releasing this one in November, we're already into recording the next record. Yeah, you know, yeah. it did that all the time. Bad Religion did that, like all the way through, like Suffer and No Control and yeah. and uh, Against the Grain were all done within three years of each other. Yeah, if you got the songs and they're there, then why not, right? You're usually excited about your new songs. You go, oh, I wrote a song, it's great, blah, 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 you know, mm. which is kind of funny because you, you think about some bands and it's just like, what do you think about the new record? And you're kind of like, yeah, I love the new record. Well, that was a year ago. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> what I'm really liking is the songs I just wrote last week, you know, or yeah. a month ago. And we do have the next record all done. We got like eight or nine songs for the next record as well. Not the one we're recording. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, that's crazy. It's like, uh, yeah, maybe you guys should take a breath. Take a breathe. We, we're, I, we actually did say to ourselves that after this record, and that's why you're seeing on this one, we're, we're going to go, well, let's take our time and record. Let's yeah. Play. Those songs are there. That's all right. We were even thinking at one point, let's record two. Let's record the other album. There's the straight up rock one. We'll just bang it out and take our time on this one. But then we got into this and we went, nah, let's just let's just enjoy ourselves and record this one. Yeah. And then once we're done, we'll look to see, you know, where are we at? Are we ready to go in and do another one? Yeah. But like I said, uh, you just tend to accumulate songs and you're like, good, we're ready to go in. These are our top eight or ten or twelve songs that we got going. Yeah. How many do you throw away? 
Uh, well, and James used- fall by the wayside. Like they write a song. Go ahead. Uh, if you're talking about like we don't really cut anything during the recording process, they usually die well before we yeah go in to record them. We generally know what we want to record. It's sometimes songs get bumped. Like there's one that we're just recording now. Does it fit on here that we've had since the very first album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So generally songs just get bumped. Uh, we don't really forget them. I can only think of like maybe one that we truly dropped. What's that? That one you wrote about video games that sounded horribly to you because you did what? <laughs> I did that with Caden as a joke when he was like 10. You didn't tell me it was a joke. Yeah, we did that We did that as a joke, me and Caden. Oh. That was like Caden sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, my point being is that generally we don't write something unless we intend to record it. And if we don't record it, it's... It's sort of, it's there and we do it. We pull it. In fact, right now, today, we did a song that we've never played live, but it's on our first album. We're like, we're ready to play this live now. We should do it, right? We just got to pull it up like, yeah, let's do it. You know, so we jammed it a few times over the last little while. But we are getting to a point, I think we got about 50 tunes right now, where we're getting to be like, oh, man, we go back to a song from an album and go, you remember, we were playing it, we forgot we'd never played it in like about four or five months. We're going to go look at each other, go to the, the bridge or the chorus going, you remember? <laughs> you know, let's find out. Let's find out. We'll get there. Yeah, but yeah. The you know, old man has to remember lyrics, too, so that's always a... Do you just do you demo while you're? Do you just like record stuff in your basement while you're jamming it, or do you make a concerted we effort? To we will uh, if we're we've jammed something. We got an idea. I always pull out our phone and we'll get it down so we remember the how what the structure was and what the feel of that riff was. Because as you know, a lot of the time you got I could write down the notes, but when I come back to it, it's got a whole different feel to it. Yeah. Or drum beat was what was really kind of driving it. And you get back again and go, I don't remember the drum beat I did to it. So I tend to do that. And then when we get back and we go, if I don't remember what we kind of did, because I practiced it a few times, I'll go, well, here it is on the phone. And everyone goes, oh, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I tend to be a guy who's always, and Jared's the same way. Uh, we like structure. We'll write structures of our songs down. Mm-hmm. So we'll know that, okay, it does it that many times, and it goes to that, and then it goes to the bridge here. That's kind of songwriting to us that, once we're not a really a jam band, yeah. Like yeah, that's cool if you are. But if that's what your band's about, that's cool. I'm not saying that anything's wrong with that. We're not. We're we don't band. really work like that. I think like we've had like one song we really jammed out, and it was coming up on the new record. With the Thoughts and prayers. That's the only one we really yeah, yeah, yeah together. We, but even then, we had to solidify how many times we did things in that, right? Yeah. So, and that one was supposed to be on this record, and it got bumped. <laughs> Happens. It got bumped to this one, but it was probably better that it got bumped because we were a lot more solid on it as far yeah. as the, the generally newest songs get bumped so they can be developed more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah, well, hey man, uh, awesome. When uh, when are you in Toronto? We're playing the 16th in Toronto. We're doing a record release. We're doing it at Duggan's, uh, where our residency. It was actually, it was actually where the album cover is. Uh, okay. Uh, at Duggan's, where the instruments are on stage, yeah. so kind of fitting that we're going back there to do that. And then we're also going to do a birthday show on my birthday at, uh, at Old Vine. Oh, nice, nice. Do you guys do videos? It's, it's well, that we do, we do a video for 24 hours, but it's going to be released uh, probably in the next week or so. Oh, cool. And we got a, we got a YouTube channel uh, for the Discarded, and we've got two from the first album. We've got two from the second album. We did one from the EP, not from this town, where we followed Jared around and eventually beat him up. And then... <laughs> Hey, we had a fun time doing it. Not the actual beating him up. It's kind of well. Kate actually kicked me. Okay, I know, but that's about it. They didn't <laughs> get over it. 
And then uh Man, the balls. Well, I don't think he did. Well, he probably did. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh and we just did one actually the one we did for 24 hours, it was it's kind of neat because we did kind of a, a retrospective of pictures and videos and stuff from over the three years that we've been together. So it's yeah. about 24 hours I've been in a van. So the video is well, here's shots of us from the various times during the three years and Here's video clips from the various times from three years. And, you know, we, we actually went into this, the, the studio when we're recording right now, and there's some footage from there of us on it. So it's, it's a nice little retrospective of, say, us uh, in a band over the last three or four years. And we got still pictures as well as video in it as well. Amazing. So yeah, that one's coming out. Like I say, it's, it's going to come out. Uh, I think it's arranged to come out through a magazine where they can have exclusive of those three that they then it'll just be up, but all our other stuff is up on uh, on our on our YouTube channel for the discarded. Well, I, I dig your guys' energy, man. Like it's it's amazing. The uh, the enthusiasm is it's amazing, man. It's inspiring, you know. So you know, as a you know, I I'm an older guy that plays music too, and it's just just listening is exhausting. Just how much stuff you guys have done in the amount of time you've had, it's amazing. Good yeah, for you. Well, you know it kind of feeds on itself because you all get excited. So that, that spurs you to, you know, these guys spur me to go, well, I want, uh, what about this dad? I learned this and I can do this. So can you challenge me? So I've got to come up with more interesting chord progressions and, and different notes and combinations for them. than what, what, what is my, my, my wheelhouse of what I like to do. And then Jarrett is the kind of guy who goes away and will meticulously write a bass part and bring it back. That'll add to the song. And Caden, I was originally a drummer, but I don't ever impose any more about Caden. I'll go, I may be looking for this idea, but I'm a big advocate that each guy kind of brings their thing to the band and brings their feel to the band. And Caden doesn't play drums like me, so it's kind of good that he finds you got to find your own way. Yeah. Make your own thing. Well, that's and amazing, guys. The combination of the three is what makes the song. Like, yeah. uh, the dynamic of our band is, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's almost hoop-like in the sense that Jared does more complex things whereas i just lay down a rhythm that's over top and that sort of thing so well, maybe it'll be a band of four and five you don't know you don't know yeah you try out some cousins yeah some... yeah <laughs> well, I, I, I got a nephew who's a pretty pretty good player and i've got a, another niece who's a pretty good singer who actually used her uh, uh singing on a song when she was about 13 about a couple of decades ago yeah well there you go this is amazing uh, well okay cool guys thanks right, thanks for much doing the episode and uh Keep in touch. Oh, yeah. It was great chatting with you as well. Cool. Thank you. That was Joel and Jared from the band The Discarded. They got a new record. It's called Sound Chicken Fury. Go check out their uh, website, thediscarded.ca. Go buy some music from Bandcamp. All the links will be in the description. Description. So what can I say? It's snowing. It's Remembrance Day. Everybody, stop what you're doing at 11-11. And remember... The fact that, you know, people in World War One kind of shaped our society and our world. And uh, and we're, one by one, we're kind of fucking it up. So uh, let's, let's remember the fact that, you know, somebody started off in the right direction and the whole planet seemed to, uh, is now seemed to uh, be going in a kind of a weird direction with climate change and with weird politics and orange-faced monsters we have to remember the fact that these people at the age of 15 years old lied about their age and go sat, sat in like trenches for days and months on end and were mustard gassed and 
they were blowing things up and you know I don't pretend to know everything about it but I, I do I'm fascinated by people who put their life in the line for other people without even knowing what the consequence is it's very important that we um, you know stop stop what we're doing I remember I remember the times when people stop on the 401 for Remembrance Day but I think those times I've gone that, that day is gone and that's sad but whatever Lest we forget, we'll see you next week. <clears throat> I have uh, I have some good episodes coming up. Uh, I was supposed to be going down to the uh, Indie Music Week to do some interviews, but I just I'm I'm sick and I have a I, I have a lot of work to do, and I'm a busy person, and I have family, and I have a life, and I got my Huey Lewis in the News cover album. That's uh, that's that's the big one too. So uh, I hope to be filling y'all in on that and and. and putting out episodes and coming up on five years of podcasting in the next couple of weeks or so. So uh, we'll probably do something special for that. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you again. Bye.